Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sporting 160 EN podcast. Today, I'm joined by my magnificent co-host, Chris. How are you doing today, man? Doing all right. I've been, been better. We're back to kind of the battered and bruised uh, days. Champions League chances definitely took a hit yesterday. Got the win for the league, but not very convincing. Got some suspensions I, I'm, well, I guess we'll be dealing with going forward. And, uh, yeah, I guess Wolves still haven't signed a manager yet. So every day that 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 manager spot remains vacant is a day that I think could be the day that we get the news. But <laughs> until then, I'm just on the edge of my seat. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can't say anything else than that. We're, we're sort of back to the, the banter days, I suppose. The banter, <laughs> banter era of sporting. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's another sort of sour episode. You know, we did beat Santa Clara, but we, we did lose yeah, in very bad fashion to, to Marseille. And I mean, without further ado, I know we got some Twitter questions, but pretty much all of them linked to the Marseille game. So we'll start with that first. So it was a, a 2-0 uh, defeat to Marseille at um, our home stadium. And believe very, it or not, we very like um, low-key scoreline, I guess I'll say, right? Not yeah. really suggestive of what went on, to be honest, fully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like the fact, like I don't think I've ever seen a Champions League game with, with two red cards, especially like... When Pot got off, I still think it was what the sixty-fifth minute or something like yeah, that. Yeah, wasn't still so much time left. Wasn't that too far away? So yeah, without further ado, in goal we had Franco Israel replacing the suspended Adan. Had Inacio Cuartes who come off at half time due to a hip uh, before half time actually due to a hip injury. Had Matus Reis, Nuno Santos, Ricardo's guy who got sent off. Yugate Morita who also came off uh, once as guy got uh, the, the second yellow. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez who also got sent off. Uh, Fabio, uh, Francisco Trincao and Marcus Edwards, who come off in the first half as well. As you can see from the bench, Fatawu uh, was a makeshift right back. Marcel came in, Sotilis came in, um, and Nazinho came in, which was his first game, I believe, of the season. And Pedro Porro came back from injury. So, Chris, obviously, awful result, awful performance. What were your overall thoughts on the entire game? Yeah, I mean, it's just just kind of like the the first game. It's just kind of a game that's just so fucked from the beginning that it's tough to really even take anything really away from it as far as like performance wise, etc. I guess we could take away a couple of things that stood out. Um, so, I mean, getting sent off and conceding a pen that's converted inside twenty minutes is gonna fuck you. Basically, anytime, right? We basically did the same thing. We we conceded two and and had a red card from our goalie in the other game. So um, there's that. We actually were managed to just hit a banger in the in the first minute, which we were unable to do in this game, which was uh hit the target. I don't even know if we had any shots on target. Um, but what we can notice is that Emily let Edwards stay at first, and yeah. then took him off. So I just think he doesn't like trust his defensive work rate or, or, or something. He doesn't fully trust him in some capacity that he let him. Cause he obviously Edward just probably wasn't happy about getting subbed last time. Right. And yeah. then he's like, all right, here's, I'm, I'm not going to pull you this time. And then, 
he just ends up pulling him 10 minutes later, which is definitely not a good sign for that. <laughs> um, Israel, unconvincing, really, but n- not that bad, to be honest. Um, he looked kind of goofy on a couple of the saves, but he did make most of them. Uh, did concede two, but realistically, I could have se- seen it been been four, and it wouldn't have been that sh- shocking to me. So I guess he was definitely better than the the last game have more confidence uh, obviously have more time to prepare um so i guess israel i mean still has a lot to show but i guess we we, we can't count him out yet basically is all that i took away from that which is i guess good um yeah as guy with another shocker man really really was another shocker it's getting hard to defend him at this point even from i know he did at the end but like come on He's really been a man of unlimited chances. He really seems to have gotten more opportunities to fuck up than basically anybody else, really. He might be have the most fuck-ups without really severely being punished for it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if this is finally the day or if he'll be back out there for the, uh, the cup game. <laughs> Guess we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the rest is I mean you can't really take anything away from the attackers. Trico, uh Pot pre-red, obviously. I thought Pot was horrible uh in the game. Um had a couple chances to break, maybe like two or three, and they both and all of them ended on Pot's foot just taking too long, then trying to like shittily dribble one or two guys and just losing the ball and just fucking up like we would break maybe once every 12 minutes to get a fucking chance to run out and then pot would just fuck it up every time dude it was getting so frustrating it was like almost don't pass it to pot just take one more guy on and try to shoot yourself because if you pass it to pot it's just a lost guaranteed um and then he got sent off still don't even fully know what happened um words afterwards um must have been bad. I don't know how soft it is or, or not, but yeah, so it was pretty much the cherry on top of the of the absolutely horrible pot performance. Um, and yeah, hope Quats isn't injured that bad because it's the last thing that they need to deal with is <laughs> a new injury. Yeah. I think um, so. It wasn't yeah. even a troubled knee. It was a new one. So yeah, they said he'll definitely be out for the the Tassa game. It's, it remains fine. to be seen yeah. if, if it's longer than that. But they said yeah. definitely out for for Sunday. That's pretty much it, man. Um, our best chances were almost having chances, you know. And then I think Sotiris might have had one shot from outside the box early in the second half, which failed to hit the target. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, for having nine men, I guess it, it went better than expected. Uh, but we they didn't really, concede yeah. when we went down to they nine. Weren't, to they clearly good. weren't in a rush to go anywhere at certain points, you know. So it was yeah. just kind of a stalemate of, of nothing. Yeah. I mean, just to read off some stats quickly. So we had um, four shots in total, uh, two on target um, compared to Marseille's five. They had 16 shots on in total. Um, as you can see, the expected goals, 0.2 to, to two exactly. And I mean... To be fair, up until the Azagayo penalty, I don't think we were playing too awful. But it's that the, the first challenge on Nuno Tavares from uh, Azagayo. I know Nuno Tavares has been in the media and stuff. And I mean, like, it was probably most of the sporting team wanted to just kick him or something. But 
he goes in for no reason with just the elbow, which is a dumb foul anyway. But then on his second yellow, it's, I think it's between him and Anasio, they sort of, the ball goes and Alexis, I actually know it was a, Harriet was running through and they both sort of freeze and they realise none of them are going for it. So they both go for it. Then Esgaio, man, just get, catches all of Harriet and he knows he's getting the doesn't, elbow. He doesn't down. even, I mean, he's like a second late to the, to the ball and just clatters him completely. Yeah. He's not even yeah. close. <laughs> and he tries to stay down to avoid the yellow card. Yeah, like, and then he tries to stay down injured. Uh, it's just so pathetic and bad. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I forgot to mention, St. Just the, the day before the game got injured, which is brilliant, um, 10 million it pounds. Actually looked like he was finally coming into his own. He's starting to, you know, stretch the field with his speed, dribble guys, complete passes. Looked very good in the first half against Santa Clara. Comes out. We're like, oh, I guess they're just managing him. And then just gets injured in training. Fucking joke, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I saw someone tweet. It was like the only player we paid 100% of the pass for when realistically <laughs> if we got 50 or something would have been fine. But yeah, it seems to be, seems to be a cursed player, definitely. Um, but the, the thing is with this game, obviously with nine men, you're not expecting something. But the way the game was going, Guendouzi got a yellow in the first sort of, I don't know, 10 15 minutes, and I, I thought it was going to be them to get sent off first because they were playing with quite intensity, and I think that's what their, their manager makes them play with. They've got some obviously great players on the team, but Gwendozi isn't known for, for being calm. Ivory is uh, Eric Bailly, Chancellor Mbemba's got a few red cards and play for Porto as well. Nuno Tavares is, is a walking red flag, pretty much. Um, so I was, I was expecting them to get um, the, the second year, the, the second yellows or the red card. But as soon as this guy gave away that foul, man, I just knew it was going to go wrong. And like, then I was proved right um, with the, with the penalty shout. Inacio as well, man. I don't understand how people keep defending him. That is lazy defending from his onside. He literally really looked like he was off too. So it felt like it was such a gut punch when they changed it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he kept him on. Yeah, he he kept him on. It was 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 lazy from him. Um, and you know. I, I think the only player I can say, you know what, he, he played with intensity and, and he showed that he still wanted to win it was Nuno Santos. And even he was dragged at um, sort of the 60th minute. And he was playing up front. What annoyed me about Ruben Amarim, not only the squad selection, I still don't understand. Well, I mean, I do, I do understand why he keeps picking this guy because there's literally no one else. And I don't think, I don't know if you agree, but Porro wasn't fit enough. But in my opinion, start Porro for the 45 minutes and then drag him off at halftime. I feel like that would have been better better suited than just to throw Esgaio in. I know Esgaio's definitely got the more minutes, but he's definitely been the more shaky. If I would have said start Porro and then bring Esgaio on, and then playing for Towers and makeshift right back. Like, he's obviously got great potential and he's got a great skill set as a right back. But he was doing skills and stuff, trying to take people on from my own half. And it's just like, I don't blame the kid because he's a striker. He plays striker for Ghana, I'm pretty sure, if not a winger. And like some players you can convert to wing back. We've seen in a Santos is a prime example, but like some players are just too technical and too skillful to do that. And and as uh, Fatau is one of them, but I think this game really missed, uh, especially when Esky got sent off a talisman, a talisman like like Paulinho. I think he should have came in. We were we were looking for a goal, like we were still pretty much attacking. We we didn't shut up shop, but instead he he plays Nuno Santos up front. He takes off Edwards again, which is Bob Lim because he's the most creative player. Pot. Everyone's been saying. It needs to be Pop to come off. And I can understand Pop plays an eight, which I believe he did because he took Morita off and bring Pop back. But Pedro Gonzalez for the last, what, five, six games has been 
one of the worst out uh, attacking players we've had. I mean, it's another one. I, I saw so many people say it. Like, if Paulinho put in that pot performance, he would be slated. But because Pedro Gonzalez, I don't think it's it's as well it's as well like sort of uh, insinuated that it was a bad game that he was awful. He sort of gets away with it. But um, yeah, man, just the whole team just lacked. We don't have that mentality. I don't think anymore. The mentality we had in twenty twenty when it was like us against the world. We can win any game. Yeah, I, I don't think that. they believe anymore. And to be fair, I mean, yeah, I can't really blame them, right? Like, I, I don't really believe fully either. <laughs> but yeah. it, ever, it's ever tough, since the Chavs game, I think. I would say maybe even, even in the Porto game when when Poro got sent off. Like, I'm not saying I expected to win with a man down because I'm not, obviously. But like, Inacio just gave up on that offside. I'm, I'm 100% convinced he just was lazy and just. Just couldn't do it. Pedro Gonzalez gave up by one the foul on them and their own half in their own box for no reason. He wasn't going anywhere, and then he obviously said something to the referee or said something to him, uh, Mbemba or Eric Bai. And you know why? Like he just gave up. And as a professional, you shouldn't be doing that. That's why I go back to Nuno Santos. Every, every ball he was running towards, he—I don't know about you, but I think he's been our best player by miles this season. Uh, there, there isn't another player. Maybe I, I can make the case for for Marcus Edwards and, and Morita, but I think Nuno Santos has been like every game dropping either an eight out of ten or a ten out of ten. This game, obviously, he got the five point five, but I don't think that's a fair result. He he played in like four different positions that game, and I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is, but something needs to change. But um, with with Israel again, I agree with what you were saying that he looked a bit shaky, but at the same time, with a man down. There's not much he could do, really. He he was betrayed by the defenders. Uh, the penalty save, uh, sorry, the penalty that went in, like it's difficult to save those. There was that one shot. I don't know if you remember. Like he came outside the box and it was almost straight at him, but he sort of bent down and then put his hands up to like tap it over the bar. And I, I was wondering what yeah, he was he doing. Yeah, put he parried it over the bar, but he like on, he like overshot it. So like he was like he went too far to the left, and his hands were like almost behind him, you know. Yeah, he sort of like ducked under it as well for some reason. I thought we could have caught it, but it's a powerful strike. But I, I would say the result is is fair. I'm surprised it wasn't four or five, considering we lost four one with one man down. Considering we had two men down, and, and they've got some good players uh, on on that team as well, must say. Um, but I, I I believe something needs to change. I don't know if it's the manager. I don't know if it's the the players. But... The problem is the. The problem is the, the places that you could really shake it up are, are just the places that it probably needs to get shaken up the least. Mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah, you could put Sotiris in there, but like replacing one of Ugarte Murita is just like not really priority. You could use another center back. You could use another outside back. You could use another uh, like left back. Um, you could use another forward, you know, you could use like all of those things, a new goalkeeper even. Uh, yeah. But like, it's just what's available is just not really setting. It was just never setting anyone up for success. Yeah. I, I get uh, people are saying that, like, I think like, I don't know if I fully blame Amarim, but there's definitely parts that you've got to blame him for. The squad, the squad planning has been awful. We've got nine, I think nine wingers in total. And we've got what? Where is Jovan Cabral, bro? Is he dead? Yeah. We uh, might need he... proof of life. 
<laughs> he was in training. He's on the, he's, he's, you've seen a photo of him in training? Yeah, there was what he posted Recently? his Instagram story. Yeah. I was okay. I, this is gonna sound alone by himself in the gym or with this team? No, with with, with the team. I remember seeing it because I remember looking at his thighs and they were like proper like bulky, and I was like, damn, <laughs> he, he's he's been in the gym clearly. But like, yeah, I don't know where okay, he is. Yeah, no also, bench appearance, not even a bench ca- cap, you know, nothing. Just I also want to know what's train. happened to Rochinha, man. I, I miss him. He he's, he's yeah. solid off the he's, bench. And... He's he's been there on the bench, just hasn't gotten in the last couple of games. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's fair to judge like Sotiris or or Master on this game. Master, I think, was okay when he came in. He seems to be maturing, and I think he should. I reckon he should come in. Like if Quarters is injured, he should be the replacement, which I think he will be hopefully. Um, but like in if it's in Inacio, I think should, if Quartz comes back, it should be Inacio. Um, sorry, if an, if Quartz comes back, Inacio should be dropped, and I think Master should play. There be Sintras, Master Coates, or uh, Matthews Race Coates and uh, uh, Master. But but you know, um, I'm looking at the Twitter questions now, which I'll get onto because uh, all of them are about this game. So I'll start off with the first one which is from Nuno Gabriel saying, after being well positioned uh, to advance after the two games, after four, are we in dire straits? If not out, agree or disagree? Chris, I'll give that one to you. What do you think? We had a team go from having zero points to having six points only from playing us, therefore guaranteeing them the tiebreaker against us. And the same amount of points as us. When we basically could have ended their campaign by just winning one of the two games. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say that that's pretty, pretty dire. Do you think we're out of the competition? Like, if you, if you were to make a prediction now, are we going out? Are we going third? Are we going fourth? Are we going first, second? Um, I'd say that the betting odds would probably say we're most likely to finish third. But I wouldn't be shocked if we crashed out completely or also somehow advanced. The problem is, is I don't think we're going to win in London. So that's going to probably put Tottenham through. And then depending on what happens in the Marseille-Frankfurt game, if Marseille wins that game, Marseille will be through probably because, you know, they'll they have will a tiebreaker on, on, head on to, us. On head to head, yeah. yeah, so, you know... If they don't, though, uh, Frankfurt like uh, would still pass us then because they have four, then they'd have seven, then we'd have six. And basically, we'd be probably in a win and in against Frankfurt for the Europa League. Yeah. That's a very realistic situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because Marseille's through, Tottenham's through because we lost to them. And let's just say Frankfurt wins, or even if Marseille wins, because if Frankfurt beats us they could leapfrog us if we both lose right and then they'd have seven we have six even if they started the game on four um so yeah i really think that we're probably going to be playing for the europa league in match day six unless we could pull a miracle in london which just seems so unlikely given our recent form <laughs> yeah i don't know I, I think we're out i, I can see I mean, Frankfurt got destroyed by Tottenham, so they're going to look something to prove. And I think they they beat Marseille in the... I th- didn't they beat Marseille? Or did they... No, they, they beat Marseille, right? Or they drew? Mm-hmm. They, they beat Marseille, right? Yeah, I think so. 
Let me just double check that. Yeah, they beat Marseille 1-0, so they've done it already. So and even if, if Marseille win, then we're with we're third and if Spurs beat us. Like you said, I don't I don't think we have the mentality to win anymore, especially in Europe. I, I think the players have lost confidence. I think Amarim's lost a bit of confidence in the players. I mean, how many times in the last month have we seen from records saying Amarim is not happy with his goal and he's let the team know? How many times are we going to have to see that headline? And we're going to see it again, definitely. It is the key of letting them know. <laughs> There's only so much you can say. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I, I really don't think we're... I think we're going to crash out, unfortunately. I would love to qualify. I would love to go to the Europa League. But you have to remember, if we finish third, we still have to qualify for the Europa League in a head-to-head against second place from the Europa League. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not guaranteed as well. And I just don't think we have the mentality to, to win any more games in Europe. I, I'm as sad as it is to say, considering how well we started the competition. And that again, like I said, we went into that into those games with we can beat anybody. It just does, it's not there anymore. And you can say with the red here's card gonna, and stuff. Here's the scenario. Like, here's here here's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be win, it's gonna be win or draw against Frankfurt, and we're into Europa. And then we're gonna be like, all right, we just need a shit house to draw, and then we're gonna lose. Yeah. But would you say Europa League is it is like let's say if we get into the Europa League and on the face value, so I'm not predicting like a run or anything, we just end up in the Europa League. Is that a failed Champions League season for you? Or is that expected or uh it depends how good Marseille ends up being. Um, if Marseille ends up making a run, then it's like, you know what? Honestly, we the games are fucked, right? Both of the games are fucked, tainted. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, this is a, a good fucking team, as evidenced by their run in Europe. But if Marseille doesn't even make it out of this group either, then it's like, we're just a pack of wankers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because if, if so we do get I see the jury is still out if not making it out of the group is is a failure yeah if it's fourth if we finish fourth i can already tell you it is yeah if it's third it remains to be seen i i think just because the way we started off the group is got to be a disappointment we were top we had what five five goal different five positive goal difference now we're at zero so it's like we conceded six scored six frankfurt have, have scored three conceded six and it's just like we have, have gone so far downwards in trajectory. Of we have the lowest, the second lowest expected goals in the entire competition. Uh, only behind, only ahead of FC Copenhagen, Copenhagen from Denmark. And they t- they took a point away from Man City, didn't they? So yeah, they should have to nil nil. Their xG is probably point one in that game, but at least they got a result, I guess. Which I would have taken. I would have taken one point. <laughs> From from this serious anything. Yeah, mm. <laughs> uh, the next question comes from Nuno Gabriel again. He says more than obvious that we never should have loaned out Gonzalo Estevez, and even more obvious that we need to move back from that bullshit loan in January, especially since he's not even getting played time lately. Do you think do you think we should call him back, or do you think we should leave him there and maybe go somewhere else, shopping somewhere else, or keep this guy? Like, I mean, what are your thoughts? I think we're probably going to need it right back. Anyways, right, because... There's that deal uh, with Travos who just signed a new contract, I believe. Poro's, so Poro's back, probably right? out. I, you'd think he'd be out in the summer. And Estevs mm-hmm. is, while obviously a good asset, 
and could develop into a future good player slash starter regular. I don't think he's there yet, but he has a good bench option, et cetera, reserve option, you know, when for when the starter suspended. So I don't think he's ready to be the full-time starter yet, but at the same time, like, bro, they're not dropping like eight mil on a, a new right back in January. I just, they're just, it does not going to happen. Right. And honestly, yeah. like if they were going to do that for any player, it's, it's not worth doing it on a right back right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I just really, I just don't think that there's, there's anything you can do about that this season. It's just, it's just fucked. So do you think we should bring him back or just, should we just leave him in? in um, it depends. If, I guess um, if we brought him back, he probably would play, to be honest. So if we could get him back. I mean, you, well. you'd hope so. But for some reason, Ruben Amarim would just play as guy until death. <laughs> or he's just going to continue insisting on as guy forever. But at a certain point, you would think that he would maybe look elsewhere. So, yeah. I mean, he showed flashes last season. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that meme before where it's like the guy's digging for diamonds and he gives up and he's like this close yeah. away from... Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is with like Ruben Amrim and, and his guy. Like, <laughs> oh, the next game, I promise you he's going to... The banger's coming. Back. Nah. It is but, literally yeah. so inconceivable to me that he really could ever like uh, hit a banger. <laughs> I reckon he's definitely got one in his locker. I reckon I reckon it must be, you know, Amrim says, Oh yeah, if you train while well, you get in the team, he must be fucking Corresma Trivella <laughs> in them top corner every training session. <laughs> but, but yeah, um yeah, I'll agree. I think Estevez needs to come back, but if it's only if he's if he's playing, to be honest. Like I don't want him to come back and then sit with the 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 youth league and and play with a B team because at the moment Estoril is is a good place for him. I know he's not really getting the game time at the moment. But like that's that's sort of the ups and downs you have as a youth player. At least he's actually making the match day squads and stuff. Like he, he wouldn't be here. Um, yeah, I mean to be to be fair, at least he's played some games as as opposed to like Eduardo Kudeshma, who's literally not stepped into the field yet in a Hoffenheim jersey for the senior team. A couple yeah. caps for the B team, a couple appearances for the B team. But yeah, I mean bleak, a weird move. Bleak conditions. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's also that kid. I think he's in the B team, Diogo Travos. I think he's a right back, and everyone's saying that he should be given a chance. And I mean, at this point, I'm not against it, but it seems like in the pecking order, it's Poro, Esgayo, now Fatawu, apparently a right back, and then Travos. I don't know if Travos would be above Fatawu, but at the moment, it seems like Fatawu is going to be going to be the third choice right back, which I don't think is a great idea at all. But you know, I, I guess I'm not the manager, but. Um, uh, he also asked, "Pot second gel after that ridiculous first one. Deserved, not deserved. Or you think it was caused frustration as a team? T- to be honest, I think it was just uh, frustration. He kicked the guy, and he was just, you know, we were losing. We were two 0 down. Like the f- I don't know. I couldn't really tell from the stream I was watching, but um, I don't know if the fans were booing or they were cheering or whatever. But they were definitely frustrated, and I think that was it. He was just frustrated, unprofessional, kicked. Probably didn't mean for the referee to hear it. I, I, whatever he said, but." I'm, I'm sure we'll see the, the referees report in a, in a few days. But yeah, what do you think? Was it just uh, just just heat at the moment, or do you think it was just I don't know? He was just unprofessional, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's probably just heat at the moment. But I have no idea what he said. If probably never know. Yeah, I think the referees do have to put it on the match report. So hopefully that comes out soon. But I don't know if they, those get released to the general public or not. But, but um, 
Yeah, he also asked, uh, after that amazing performance by his guy, do you think he'll play for us again? Or do you think, he, given his constant mistakes, especially with that shit show today? Right, I'm going to preface this off. I'll, I'll take it first. Uh, in a press conference, when asked about Ricardo Esgaio by, a, I want to say, 11 sports journalists, he said that Esgaio is is one of his favourites, but not the fans' favourites, because he came from Braga. Let me correct Ruben Amorim. He's not one of the favourites because he's from Braga. No one really cares about that. It's because he is shit. <laughs> like, if a player came in from Braga, like, um, I know Bataglia was was technically Sharps, but he came from Braga, and in the first two seasons, he was good for us. Polina come back from Braga. Ten- I, I mean, know, bro, the, his, like, his, his favourite player that he's signed, the club's record signing, is from Braga, and he is not a regular starter anymore. And he and it's not because he's injured at this point. He's definitely, like, 100% healthy. That's just manager option. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, honestly, if the leash on Paulinho has run out, then it's like, bro, how does this man's leash keep going? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that. And it's like, obviously, I'm not expecting him to throw his guy under the bus saying, oh, yeah, he needs to be dropped. But like, I guarantee he starts next game against. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going anywhere. Bro. Sadly. Yeah, uh, it's just. I just don't understand it. Like like I said, it's awful squad pan and we've got two right backs, but nine wingers. We've got so much depth for wingers, but not for right backs. We barely have any depth for centre backs at the moment. And to be fair, that is due to injury. I'm I'm not that's not against an Ocon and Amorim. But even even left back, we've got Nuno Santos, we've got Matheus Race. Is is there anyone else that I'm I might be forgetting? But like there's just no squad planning. One striker still. Um unless you count Jovan, then it's two. But like I just don't understand. Edwards basically is. is a striker now. At yeah, this point. That's, that's true. Actually, yeah. But like, there's just been no no squad planning, and like, whether that's a scouting thing, whether it's an Amarim thing. I know people have keep bringing up the quotes of Slimani saying like, "Oh, he has his favorites," and like, I well, I get the the sentiment. Every manager has his favorites. Yeah, Let's every manager that's has his favorites. That, that's yeah. also true. It's just you have to manage that in a way that doesn't lose the locker room, right? Which I, I honestly don't think has happened yet. There's no evidence of that. But yeah. you um, you can't have the favorites too much or then it just you create problems for yourself, you know? Yeah, the thing is with Slimani as well, he was only there for, what, a month or two? And in the middle of that was the international break. If he would have just kept playing, like, he was doing well, don't get me wrong. If he just kept doing well, then... Uh, sooner or later, the the press are going to start asking the questions and and everything, and he probably would have made the, the starting eleven. But um, but yeah, people were saying like using that quote and saying um, Thiago Tomas um, was 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 only loaned to get rid of Paulinho, like to keep Paulinho in the first team. Let's be honest, Thiago Tomas is is not a good player, he, or he wasn't at the time. He definitely was not touching Paulinho in any way. I know I have my my biases and I'll accept that, but Thiago Tomas was not a good striker, good winger maybe. Even at, at Stuttgart, he scored one goal in seven appearances and not even good enough to make the starting eleven. Like there is there is no way that you can that you can say that Estevez and Esgayo, I will give them because I think Estevez right now is still a better player than, than Esgayo. and they also bring the Eduardo Cuaresma one as well. Eduardo Cuaresma won. He was awful, uh, in my opinion, when he came back from that back injury, when he was in the team. I know he only had limited appearances, but he was at Tondela on loan. 
and got relegated. Not obviously not all his fault. Um, but he needs he needed to go out on loan. It's have you put on loan. Neto's better than him currently. St. Just, I know he's injured better than him currently. Matthews Ray's better than Curry. Kawhi's, you could, I don't know if Inacio's better at this current moment because Inacio has been awful. But that's what, four Inacio, five centre-backs that are bigger than him. So you didn't want him to be loaned out to be our sixth choice centre-back. Just just like, I know this, this fan base has his biases to our uh, academy talent and that's completely fine. But like, there's got to be some logic to the statements. But um yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Like with with everything, like the the thing about Slimani's quote, it, do you do you think it's true too true to the extent of Ricardo Esgaio, or is it just like sort of reaching and grasping at straws? Uh no, I think it's definitely true. I mm-hmm. think that that's one of his favorite players for whatever reason. He has a history with him. He went out and got him specifically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he definitely doesn't feel that way about um, all of the players. Um, yeah, it's as simple as that. He definitely – yeah, I mean, he, he likes them all and he favors them all in different ways and different scenarios. Um, Edwards is – obviously, we all know he's not a favorite of that money. He'll take Poth or Trinkant over Edwards any day of the week. Um, it's amazing that Edwards has even gotten – in front of Paulinho sometimes now, which is crazy. That just kind of goes to show you that Paulinho has kind of fallen in the pecking order, even in, in Amorini's eyes at this point, because Edwards, one of his like unnot favorites, a dude who he will take off at, at any opportunity, or if he's gonna start Paulinho, which of the others? If he starts Paulinho, then which of the other three gets left out? It's Edwards every single time. Um, so we know that Edwards is, is clearly not the favorite, but he still gets some starts ahead of Paulinho, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I hope it doesn't like spiral out of control. But the thing is, there is the the games and the matches just keep coming thick and fast, uh, and there's no stop to it. So yeah, they they're gonna have to. Hope for their sake, hopefully just smash Varzine and kind of uh, at least get, you know, some uh, pressure off their backs, you know, because if they somehow fuck that up, then they're they're in, uh, they're going to be in big trouble, you know. Yeah. And it's at this point with Varzine that I think we need to rotate heavily. Give some opportunities to Rochinha, to to Arta Gomez, to to Marsa, to Sotiris. Well, Shindiri isn't even going to drop the level if at all, yeah, exactly. you know. <laughs> yeah, no disrespect to Vazim, of course, but um, the the way I see it, like some of these players aren't hungry enough to to want it, and like from from what I've seen, Arta against Spurs, obviously he scored that goal, played one game, it's not I don't think he's even touched the field since that Spurs game. Uh, he, he might have made one a few cameo. He played one cameo. Was he against Bovista? He, he came in and he just he just kept dribbling and losing the ball, like probably three times, and that was it. He probably had yeah. like fifteen minutes. But um, I'll ask you a different question. If you're the manager right now of Sporting, does Ezgayo play for you again? Or is it just the case of, I'm going to wait till January, see if we can find you another club, or you can you can be a backup if you want, but like you're not you're not starting again? I, I don't think that he's... He wouldn't necessarily be done forever. And also, I don't think that they have the squad depth to be issuing kind of uh, decrees like that. But yeah. he would be done... For, for now he'd be done for a while he'd be done for the time being he'd be done for a, a week or two 
you know, to kind of yeah. reevaluate things, you know. I wouldn't be sending him out there again. Yeah. Is it, is it something that you'd just be like, okay, for the next sort of month, unless the injury, of course, you're not playing. Realistically, yeah. realistically, probably like two weeks. Okay. Fair enough. Um, this next question comes in from... There's the Varzine game. There's the Varzine game. Then there'll be the London game. Or there's a there's a league game in there as well, right? There's the uh, Varzine game, league game. Casapia next, game. right? Yeah, Casapia. Varzine, Casapia, who are above us on the table, by the way. So yeah, that's... he's not he's not playing that game for sure. He's not playing Tottenham. Maybe Aruka. You could sub him in. Yeah. And then after that is the last Champions League game. So, yeah, yeah, maybe the end of October. So, like, like, two weeks. Yeah, he needs to chill out for, like, two weeks for his own sake as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, this next question comes in from Paul Rodriguez. Um, he asks, are you concerned about Ruben Amarim losing the locker room? Pot was sent off for the scent. Pari had a car for the same. The team looks to be losing more composure every week. Does Amarim have too much power in player transfers and team makeup? As guy not up to the task here, but Amarim is adamant he stays. I'll give you the the first question: Are you concerned about Ruben Amarim losing the locker room? Yes, if they start to question why there's, or if they if they start to question the formation, as well as if they start to question the favoritism thing, um, because it's also starting to get to the point where it's like, do we even have the personnel to be playing this formation? Um, mm-hmm. I'm not not convinced of it. Um, if Poros. Especially, especially if Poro's not out there, um, which hopefully he's back now. But when Poro's not out there, it's just like uh, this is not gonna work. And we're short on center backs. And if Kawasa's hurt, it's just like um, there's just so many injuries. Saint just constantly hurt. Just feels like there's always so many people out that they just the the formation just doesn't. They don't have the bodies to fill it in a in a way that maximizes it. Um, well, that's just how I feel, at least. So, yeah, if the players start to think that and they're like, oh, this guy never changes anything, um, then, yeah, there is definitely potential for that. Yeah, I, I think what saved Amarim at the moment is just the amount of injuries we've had because, like, the favoritism thing, yeah, I agree, is that it's definitely there. But, like, with Poro injured, are you expecting him to call up a youth player? Are you expecting him to play someone out of position? Um, so I, th- I think as well, like, with St. Justin and Kawatis. These are these are key players who are getting um getting injuries. These aren't like backups. These are like our top top players who are getting injured. So I think that that sort of saves him a bit of um controversy for the locker room. But also I see, like I said earlier, if he keeps going to them with we could see the late goals, like this headline that record keeps keeps saying, Amrim spoke to team and was furious at them. If this is gonna happen all the time, then they're gonna revolt and they're going to say like at what point is it not our fault is your fault for setting up this the team's way for playing this player because let's let's be honest okay at, at the the first marseille game i don't blame us i i blame solely on adan to be honest and whether that's fair or not i don't know but like he two goals were his fault and then he got the red card so for me he that is entirely on him with this one as Gaio again is at fault, and you can maybe say a bit with Anastio for being lazy, Pot as well. So those three are at fault. I don't think it's it's fair. Like, like I was saying, I don't think it's fair for to Franco Israel that result. I don't think it's fair to Matus Race and and Nuno Santos and all the other players that were put in in shifts and still got still got shot on. But um, 
but yeah, I, I think for now he's saved by sort of the the injury bug. Um, but yeah, um, let me just start. I see there's another question. Uh, the other one is: Does Amrim have uh, too much player and player? Tr- sorry, too much power in player transfers and team makeup? Do you think he's he's had too much power with all these Braga players coming in and all these questionable choices, or do you think you know he he's made some good signings? Just just keep it up to him. I think you kind of have to give the manager that the power, though, to be honest, like that. Uh, I mean, we've seen Verandas with that power. Uh, I would honestly consider Trincone that as well, to be honest. Yeah. Player that he's worked with before, and obviously they had the connections with the agent to make it happen. Everything worked out. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say he's had too much power because he's definitely – had some players brought in against his will. So he doesn't have complete control, but I mean, yeah, I'd say like 80% is like where you'd want the manager to be, right? It's his squad. He has to, uh, to get the most out of the manager. He has to let the player pick the squad. Uh, St. Just, it seems like he was kind of a, uh, a scouting kind of find or whatever, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think it's a mixed bag, the signings. So they come from different places. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that he has too much control. I think he has the right amount of control. Definitely enough to be held in account for the squad being short. Yes, it's the admin's fault. Um, but it's also his fault as well. Uh, it's at the point as well where it's like, okay, if you don't give it to him, we give it to Verandas. We've seen his transfer dealings before. Jesse Balassi and Fernando on deadline day is a key example of not having... Um, like, I guess you could say maybe that was Kaiser, but all signs point to that being um, Verandas. No, he sat Kaiser a day that later. Was yeah, not, exactly. That was not Kaiser. <laughs> yeah. The only the, obviously it's not Kaiser because he sacked Kaiser literally the day after deadline day. So it's like okay, you're gonna back the manager for one more day, and then he thought no. If that is the case, then that's just stupid as well. But um, but yeah, so I think Amarim does have have the should have the, sort of the, the keys to it. But like I mean, Trincao has been sort of hit and miss in my opinion this year. Like I mean, it's still October, of course, but he's has been... his flashes, has his flashes, but yeah, it's inconsistent. Yeah, exactly. He has one great game. You're like, man, I can see why Barcelona went to pick him up, and then the next game he'll just be absolutely awful. Uh, Saint Just obviously injury prone. I, I like. I mean, that's not really uh, Amarim's fault, I suppose. Because um, from yeah, what it is him, because he missed the entirety of last season basically with injury. So it's not like but that was that was a shoulder injury to be fair, and I, he did yeah. get that fixed in in the off season, and then. From this one, I think it's been a sprained ankle, then a hamstring and whatever. I think it's the hamstring again for, for this one. So I don't really blame Amarim too much for that one. Try to think who else we signed this window. Israel, I mean, I don't really know what he was thinking of that. There is no way that that was a smart buy, I think. Uh, like, is he really that much better than Dior Kalai? Like, I don't know I'm where really... he came from, how he came across that radar, whether it was agents whether it was the scouting team. I don't know where Israel came from, to be honest. He's kind of it's not one. Yeah, so people like record pushing, like our Coates and Ugarte were telling him to come to, to sport him. But it's like, he's yeah, not been with the senior was, team. Yeah, exactly. Maybe after they knew of the heavy interest, but not beforehand. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just like I, I mean, maybe they just thought he's at Juventus. Yeah, you gotta sign this Juventus U twenty three goalie. You gotta sign this fifth string Juventus keeper. Exactly. Is is he that much better than Dio Kalai or anyone else that we've got? Andre Paolo by this point, I've I've still seen the man play twenty five minutes. The guy that constantly. went, the guy that went to Turkey. Uh... Dio Souza. Yep. To him, yeah. 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 I mean. We should just get in house. And again, like I'm not saying that Israel's a bad keeper, but is he going to be that much better than Kalai? You're telling me at this moment, Dil Kalai can have come in instead of Adan and, and given a performance. He was on the bench. He made the bench with uh, with Andre Paolo in the Marseille game. Um, I think, and for what I'm saying in preseason, from what I can remember, he said that they were betting on Kalai to be the future. And so you reward him by not playing unless he plays against. Um, Vazim, but even so, I think that's going to be Israel again or Adan. But I don't know. It just seems this whole transfer window it's just been been misses. Apart from, to be fair, Morita, I think was a, an excellent picker. He's been he's been very good. Um, but other than that, there's not a player that really moves me. I think. Um, but yeah, uh, let me introduce you quickly to our. Main man from the six. What's good, Danny, man? I was battling six traffic just to make it back as soon as I could. I was listening in to, uh, to like, since maybe, like, the 25th minute, guys. So, uh, yeah, agreeing with a lot of what you boys are saying, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to ask you this question as well because um, mm-hmm. I asked Chris and we were pretty much in agreement. <laughs> uh, are you concerned? I dropped down and then I came back and Danny was here. <laughs> Magic trick, bro. Um, do I think we're? I don't think I agree with you guys. I think we could eventually lose the locker room, or he could eventually lose the locker room. Should they start questioning, like, bro? Because I mean, he kind of admitted this press conference that he is playing favoritism, right? Like, he's he's a, he admitted that what Slimani was claiming, it there's some truth to it, right? Yeah. So there Definitely. could be some backlash behind that. Um, but don't you think that's true about every manager to some extent or another? It's just to, they're, they're just I, I agree with you. Yeah, that's a good point, too. It's just like when it's as stubborn in it, as it is with him, and I know he's pinning a lot on, like, you know, players coming from Braga, like there's an extra pressure added to it. Um, I think he's also so, kind of looking for a cop out on that one as well. I think he's defending his player. I think more so there he's yeah. defending Ishgayu while indirectly maybe defending Paulinho, which he didn't have to. Um, I, but personally, I don't think it has anything to do with Braga. Maybe the price tag he can talk about. But if your players aren't mentally ready to like to just play through that, play through the pressure, should they play for should they play for a big in, in Portugal? Whether that's Sporting Porto or Benfica, I don't think so. Um, I, I I I just think in terms of losing the locker room, I think Amorim is just too much, too good of a man manager, and has at least too much support from the core to worry too much about that. Um, I'm more so worried about Amurin, which already starts to looking like he's close to losing it, losing like the support that he needs, at least from the fans. Um, because we all know this administration will do what they want. So, if, I mean, I'm, I'm more worried that might even like slip it, like, like slip through to them. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I know there's a lot of uh, get rid of Amurin chance, and I'm not totally prepared for that. If I'm honest, I think that'd be a huge step backwards. 
Um, so that's what I'm more worried about him, him losing our support and then in, in turn losing his job. Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. Um, do you want to give your, your thoughts on the, the Marseille game in general? I'll get the, I'll get the, the screen back up. Well, there's probably nothing I can say that you guys haven't already said. Each guy you just, is a bozo and fucking the the pot red. What did you guys think of that though? That's what I want to know. I didn't hear what, what you guys said. That was a joke, right? Guy got a second yellow for laughing at the ref. I mean, nah, as he, if he, he deserves he deserves it. Like it, you know the rules. Like don't give the send back to the referee and you'll be fine. And also so the way the way he, he fouled it, the guy, he, he that was he a hard foul. Yeah, he, he, he came through the back of him. Yeah, it was definitely a frustration foul. So that's why I'm just thinking. Yeah, it's it's deserved. He probably was so angry that he kicked him and was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, fuck this, fuck that," and the referee was like, "Come on." Oh, is Danny frozen? Yeah, he's frozen in his Joker smile. <laughs> you just cannot <laughs> believe that Pot got sent off for the sin. He's frozen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, yeah, it's tough. We know, I guess we'll never know what he said, but we'll just have to assume it was worse than average, right? You would hope. Um, there wasn't much protest from Pot, I don't think, when he got sent off. I don't recall him being like, oh my God, that's so unfair. I just remember him like shrugging his shoulders and walking off. So I don't think he even... Yeah, or maybe he did something else that we, that wasn't on camera. Maybe he like shoved somebody. Like, do we even know for sure it was for dissent or we're just guessing? I don't know. They showed the replay afterwards. What happened was he sort of turned back, like to go back to back on on the fence, moved his arms up a bit. So he definitely said something and like made a reaction. And then I think the referee just just overheard it and was like, "Listen, uh, not having that." But but yeah, for me personally, I think it's it's definitely a second yellow. Like you should learn just to respect referees, even though. If then against you, I suppose. When has arguing with the referee ever got anyone anywhere? Let's be honest. It doesn't make it um doesn't make it make the change of decisions or anything. It just means you're probably gonna get a yellow card. And like um I think it was Nuno Gabriel. No, sorry, it was Paul Rodriguez saying Poro also got one for dissent as well. So this referee clearly wasn't paying about with dissent. Um it's uh, the Spanish referee, I believe. But um but yeah, like I mean just just learn to not swear at referees and you should be fine. But in terms of the rules of football, if you're going by the rule book, any descent towards a referee is a yellow card. I think, I think even like swearing at another player technically is a yellow card. Um, so for me, I was just like, for me, it was it was fair. He obviously acted in frustration, which I understand, but there are just some points that you, that you can't can't do that. Um, before we move on to the Santa Clara game, I want to ask you a question. Um, and it was off Danny's point of saying that there's a lot of pl- people that are Ruben Amory Mal or like he needs to go or something like that. If if we finish bottom of this group, do you think he should like? If I ask you, do you think he should be sacked? Would you say yes or no? In in your personal opinion, of course. No, I don't think so. Do you think there's anything um, that could get him sacked? Yeah, continuing to have poor form in the league and being in like seventh, sixth or seventh, basically where we still are, uh, in like February. Okay. Fair so enough. he still has some rope left, but it won't go forever. Yeah, Denny, what do you think? I was just asking. Um, and I do, do think, think he kind of has a passing year up, to be honest. 
So I don't think anything he does exclusively in Europe will ever get him sacked, TBH. Yeah, just that. Do you think if, if we crash out of the, uh, the Champions League, finish fourth, do you think Aram should be sacked, in, in your opinion? No, 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 no. In my opinion, I think, bro, honestly, with the team that we currently have, um, I don't think he should get sacked unless we don't hit, like, fifth. If we're, like, sixth or something, fine, sack him. Um, bro, my, my main – and this is probably a bad argument. My main argument, I can argue other things. Who do we get after Amuri? Especially given Verenda's track history of Sidesh Kaiser. Don't let's not act like he didn't try to get. That's who we get, bro. He just named his replacement, bro. We're gonna get Sidesh, dude. <laughs> no, but realistically, I doubt Sidesh. But realistically, who are we getting? Like I see people on on Twitter talking about like Mourinho right now. Jardin, Jardin's not coming, bro. Bruno Lage. Bruno Lage isn't coming. It, bro. it will be Bruno Lage. It, no, it will. It will George Mendes will be involved it. in somewhere. I guarantee. If Amarim does it. get sacked, <laughs> I, I, I will say it right now. If Amarim gets sacked, I don't care if it's a year or two, or if he leaves, Bruno Lage is one hundred percent be our next manager. I highly it, doubt I think it. It's <laughs> in my opinion, I don't see that happening. I see us going after Arthur. Dude, Jorge did Banda. you see the? Uh, did you see the Wolves reporter who tweeted about the preseason friendly about how chummy they were being with him pre-game. Yeah. Amuri, Varandas, Osen, Huguviana, and Bruno Lage were all being chummy with each other pre-game, bro. Um, I mean, there already are there are there are partner club. We have two clubs that we partner with in England: Wolves and Man City. Um, they're they're an affiliate club, bro. Never. You know who? You know who I think we're getting if Amuri leaves. Having a good season right now at Istudio, Nelson Verissimo, or whatever his first name. One Lampiel to another to Bruno Lage. Bro, you're saying another, you're saying Bruno Lage. I'm saying I'm. No, that's what I'm saying. One Lampiel. Verissimo, and I and I'd rather Lage a hundred percent. I don't see that happening. I don't see I don't see Jardim or or God. I see Pizzetto. You're right, but I I just don't see it. And and just on that argument alone, we shouldn't sack Amurin because he's. I mean, he, he, to me at least, he's done more good than bad. And I'm ex- not only talking about the, the the winning the league. I'm even talking about the way we play this year. We're still playing decent. Maybe not as good as last year. I think last year we played way better than the year we won the league. We were just unlucky to, to come up against the Porto that didn't lose. And we lost one game and we fucked off the league. This year we have a, the worst team we've ever had under Amurin. Facts. Like, there's no denying that. But I don't know fault who, is it? whose fault is, is that. That's exactly where I was going to go. Do we blame it on the manager because the manager is the one that picks the team, even though the manager has come out on press conferences this year pissed that we sold Matilj Nunes? And then, of course, injuries come into effect, like you guys mentioned earlier that I listened to. You know, Amurin can't account for Braganza tearing his ACL, for Kouach finally not being able to to play hard. We maybe could account for fucking, uh, what's his name, St. Juice for always being injured now because he had a, a history of injuries. So this is kind of not of a surprise. It, it's tough to say. I, I think they, the 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 board and the coach should definitely take blame because I don't think. Well, here's that, here's, the, here's what the board would say. They'd be like, uh, "Well, we had to like pay this, 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 and this, so we had no choice but to sell Mateus Nunes." That's what they would say, right? But then the obvious response to be like, "Is the only reason that you're in a position that you had to sell Mateus Nunes to do that is because of." shithousery over the past two years that have led you to a point or three years or four More, years four years that have led yeah. you that have led you to a point where 
like sell players in real time to pay for for things from the past, you know. And and talking um, more than football, like canceling other fucking modality teams just and to, just like, can, be able and to just stay continuing afloat. doing and just continuing advance the NAS contract uh, to stay afloat and just selling players in real time. Definitely getting bullied a little bit by an agent as well in the process of mm-hmm. that sale, just looking like bitch boys. Um, yeah, bro, just just and, shit houseery top to bottom. And I'll keep it in just a footballing perspective, because then, because again, and this is going off of Mourinho's words, whether we trust him or not at this point. Um, his even words were, "We sold Tabata. Who else did they sell to keep to keep Palinga is whatever. Palinga was always going to go." Okay, let's say Tabata and Plata, but specifically Tabata, who can really play an eight still. So we can still have gotten Roshinga. Maybe we could wouldn't have gotten Artur, but okay, we don't beat Tottenham one nothing or two nothing. We maybe beat them one nothing. Maybe they score a last minute uh, goal to tie it one one. We're still happy with the tie against Tottenham, you know. But we won't get Artur. We keep at least Tabata. Tabata can maybe play as an eight now that Bregans is out. We didn't necessarily need that Greek kid, but the Greek kid looks so far so good. So it's not all doom and gloom when it comes to the transfers. I think the more so is the what really fucked us is we lost two crucial place players in our midfield when we only had four. And now that whole thing has been replaced. The only player that, that stayed from last year is Ugarte. And our midfield was probably what struggled the most last year with Padina being out. So transfers out, can we blame that on the manager? I don't think so. I think that all has to go towards the board. Again, especially since the manager came out and was pissed about specifically Mateusz Nunes. The rest of the positions, you guys are right. I mean, goalies, we've I've been at least we've all been screaming for we we need at least a good backup at the very least a good backup. And uh, I know there was a tweet that you guys one of you guys shared uh, that um, Israel looked uh, looked Buffon esque, which is I mean he was better than what we were expecting, but we, I, I don't think we were expecting much. The, so, like, the, that that was that tweet to just brought. Dick riding to another. Level. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Someone said he looked like a, a pro club's goalkeeper, and I was like, that is spot on. That that's was fast. exactly what I thought. <laughs> he looks tall, lanky, and that's it. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, the, the result had nothing to do with with, uh, with um, Israel, to be honest. Uh, I don't know how much of an effect uh, him taking him not taking goal kicks really affected our loss. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, maybe that's what injured Quats. Who knows? But Mm-hmm. I, listen, I, I overall, I, I think it's a bad idea for us to get rid of for us to get rid of Amurin. The, the real the real question is is who decided to let Shtivs go? Whether it's Shtivs asking like I want to play more minutes this year, send me out on loan. That could also be a case. I mean, of course, we have to question whose decision it was for Ishgayu. Of course, I tried to defend them as much as I could this year. I can't. Um, so maybe that does fall on the manager. I just think. We sold too much and didn't reinforce too well. And this team is so bad that it, it frightens me if we get rid of Amuri. Unless somebody comes in for the 30 million, fair enough. Like, uh, if Wolves are going to be that crazy about it, go ahead with it. But if they're not, I might even hold Amuri ransom for one more year, if I'm honest with you. Because he, he still that. has that contract for one more year. Getting money for a manager isn't common. Fuck it at this point. At this point as well, I was just going to say, with I don't want to bring everything back to Verandas because I know people don't like it when we talk about stuff like that. But if if an offer for twenty million comes in from Amorim, that he's gone. Snatch it. Yeah, exactly. You got a return on your investment. Snatch it. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, that. I don't think any transfer fee is going to be paid, but no, if neither. any amount of if any amount of money comes in for him, to take it. But yeah, I don't think that that's going to be coming in. <laughs> TBH. Yeah, but if it somehow if it somehow does, but take it, I guess. But I and I don't think that's the right decision to do because I think we're going to be buy again. high, sell low, baby. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> if only my, my stocks would do the same, bro. But um, <laughs> um, I, I still think we're in the. I still think we'll be hard pressed, and I don't want to. I'll, I'll stop on this on this thing. But I think we're still hard pressed to find a better manager than Amurin. I still think, in terms of tacticians, he's still one of the best in, in Portugal, one of the best in the league. I, I mentioned this the other day. I, I think um, Amurin, like Portugal's playing in a back three because of Amurin not because of Kaiser or anything else. It's really because of Amuri. Uh, Portugal being like the Portuguese league. Mm-hmm. And in terms of man management, actually nowadays it's actually tough to say that. I was going to say man management, there's nobody better than Amuri. But now looking at the Slimani and the Mathieu, the Mathieu uh, incidents and stuff like that, thinking about that, maybe I'm wrong. But even like locker room manager, I think he's still up for there. Young, for a young up team, there. he's still good. For a young team, yes. Which we have. You give Which him a have. team of like you give him a Serie A team where the average age is thirty three or some shit like that. You, like, you give him Juventus. Everyone, he's doing worse than what the Allegri is doing. Everyone's like a ten year Serie A veteran. I'd yeah. like to see how he handled that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, my last point is, I I want to know what happened. Like, how bad is our youth for us to like <laughs> just thrown that out the window? Dry it up, point, bro. Bro, at it's this point, is there well. nobody better than Ishgayu at right back in our academy? Like, can little Nazimu not play fucking, um, not play right back at this point? You know what I mean? Like, we throw him in for left back at, at the Champions League. There's nobody out there that can play right back. Or, or like you suggested, Chris, like, is this formation even right? Like, can you not maybe try out? My, my only grip with the Muring is that. Maybe with how thin we are at center back, can we maybe not try, you know, if Kwatsu is back, let's say, Kwatsu, Nasu, St. Juice that right back to use his pace. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's well, that's only my thing, but aside from that, um, this team is just this team was just planned so bad, so horribly. It's it, it, it reminds me of uh 2019 when we got blasted. and then it got really mm-hmm. injury prone and it somehow got exactly. even worse, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. that's, I think, our biggest issue. I don't know if this is reactionary for myself or not, but. If we finish fourth and we lose another league game that isn't to a Benfica, to a Braga, to a Porto, I just can't see him. Him, I genuinely think he should walk. Not that he should be fired, but he, for the sake of his career, should walk. Because there is no way after another loss in the league this season is improving. If we lose one more time, in my opinion, we're not we're not making second. or We're obviously not making first. We're not going to make second. It's going to be a stretch to make third. And I, what you say, I agree with. Who's Braga's falling off now? Braga's falling off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like a third, fourth consecutive loss, right? Since the break, they lost to yeah. Porto. I was like thinking Braga was Braga was more uh, a lock for at least third than maybe they they actually are. So, bro, even today uh, they were. Last I checked, they were three they, one. I picked up my yeah, dad they, from work just now. They tied three three. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, they they blew it. Um. So, so yeah, I mean, uh. Maybe they're not as like uh, as a lock for top three as we thought. So maybe we could slide into third with a continued mediocre season, where we're where like the gap between third and second is like twenty points, and then there's like two teams way up there, and then there's everybody else. 
but the, the way I see it, if if that happens, we finish fourth and we lose another game in the league to a, a lower league team, no disrespect, of course. How does that season improve him? His stock just keeps lowering and lowering and lowering. And if we lose one more game, I'm worried about how the team uh, team works out. Like we said, the team cohesion, the team backing Amarim. Like you, we mentioned Ricardo Gallo, but another one that I don't think a lot of people mentioned is Pedro Gonzalez. He's another favourite of Amarim that he last year especially dropped bad performance after bad performance after bad performance and was still in the team. That was when Marcus Edwards was on the bench. And that's why I think it was me and Danny who said, what was the point of bringing Marcus Edwards in if Pot is just going to get all this game time, even though he drops Stinker after Stinker? And now there's Rochinha to think about. There's Arthur Gomez to think about. And still, Pedro Gonzalez gets all these opportunities. Obviously, he's not going to get it against Spurs of, of, of being sent off. But at what point do these players, especially someone like Rochinha, who came in from uh, a starting position at Guimaraes, uh, to, to, to ride the bench, even though you're seeing this guy play so much worse than you, and what, what prospect is going to want to come now? At the start, when he brought in Nuno Mendes, Quaresma, all these youth players, the whole thing was based on youth and how he was such a great youth manager. Now he's throwing youth players in the deep end. For Tower at right back, he's obviously not a right back. We're losing 2-0 against Marseille. He brings on Nazinho. Why? why? Why does Nazinho need to come on at that moment? It's not going to improve his confidence at all. And I just don't understand. Like... I can, like you said, score panel. Yeah, he strictly throws Nazinho in in like exclusively like idiotic situations, yeah, or in situations where the game is settled and he can like break a new record. That's that is where Nazinho is used. It's it is yeah. inexplicable. Uh, Honestly, I'm, uh, it's escaping me. Did he come in? Sorry, did Nazinho come in at night with nine doubt, like with nine players or ten? ten. No, no, he came on it at half ten? with ten. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but again, it's it's something that Amarim was praised for his youth management, but now he's throwing them in the deep end. And as a prospect, I don't know if I would say I want to come to Sporting anymore. Like Gonzalo Estevez is a prime example. He was he he was one of the highest potential right backs I think in Porto's academy. Even in 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 Europe, I would say there was articles being written about him. Zach Lowry is obviously a friend of the show. Is has done posts and stuff about him, and he gets loaned out to to um Estoril. And it's just he's like, not playing there though. Exactly. That's my concern. Nope. He's not even playing. Minimal burn. Yeah. He's played two games and he hasn't even touched the match. I don't think he was even like on the bench last game if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's that's my worry too is that okay we loaned him out to get experience but he's not even being played. So what experience? You might as well kept him here. He would have been playing more at Sporting than he would have at Estoril, which is mind boggling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I just think, obviously, like we said, the squad plan is an issue. But a lot of these issues we're having with these losses and these draws are because of Amarim's squad selection. And he's not picking the right players. Even on the bench, he makes the wrong substitutions again and again and again. Bringing off yeah. Edwards in that Marseille game, the first one, was a crime, in my opinion. Why are you bringing off your most creative player? I wasn't expecting to win that game, obviously, with a man down, which is fair, especially yeah. the goalkeeper. But yeah. it's like he gave up. And I think this is... This is what the team's seeing. Okay, my manager's given up. He's brought in a senior. He's brought in these players. Yeah. Why should I care? That's probably what... I don't, Obviously, I can't read minds. Pedro Gonzalez is definitely frustrated already. Like, that's probably why another reason. He's seen his manager give up. He's seen his team give up. Fuck it, I'll give up and kick this player and swear at the rest. I think the more he stays and continues to be stubborn, because that's one thing we we can all agree on, he is one of the most stubborn managers. And we I would say he's more stubborn than George Jesus at this moment in terms of squad selection and player favourites. 
he it just doesn't make sense these some of these some of these subs he made. I know George is is stingy with no, his players, but yeah. at the moment, what youth player is Amarin promoting like to a high level? Inacio has been god awful. Look at that team. Look at the team we lined up against Marseille. There is one who else, okay, two youth who else players. Who does he play though? Marsa? I, I think Marsa needs to come option. in instead. I, I, I genuinely think he needs to come in. Like, I mean, I, I starting agree. instead yeah, of Inacio. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. another thing which annoys me about Amarim, and I, I promise we will move on in a second. No. After, so many players after poor performances just stay in the team. And I, I would include yeah. Paulinho in that as well. Don't get me wrong. I, like I said, why would you go to this team? I, I, I really don't agree with too much what Slimani says, and I don't agree the way he went about it. But why would you come to this team if you see Pedro Gonzalez drop in bad performance after bad performance? Um, especially like a, a being a youngster, you work hard, you, sh- you show up to work early, you leave late, you put in all this effort, and you still see this guy drop a stinker off the stinker. And for me, it's just like he, he, he's got this reputation of being such a youth manager, but he's not doing anything for the youth at the moment. And whether that's because of we have bad youth players or not, I just think that, like Chris said, he's still got a lot of rope, but I think it's definitely going to run out. And sporting fans especially, not knowing to be the, the, the calmest of fans, obviously, they're going to start turning on him, especially these ultras that are now in the stadiums. It's going to get the worse for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I don't even think they were booed that much. But it's going to get to a point where they're going to be booed as they were in 1920, 1819 season. And I don't know if these players can handle it. I don't think any of these players, apart from Nuno Santos and Matthews Reyes, have the mentality to continue and say, you know what, we would... Yeah, or quite. I maybe include uh, Morita in in Ugarte in that as well, actually. But I actually I, don't know about those two. But you reckon? But no, yeah. I I just think the whole team, the mentality is broken. And me and Chris are saying that there's definitely not the mentality we had in the title winning season, which was like we're hungry, we we're unproven, unproven manager, unproven squad. But now it's just like, w- w- would you even say there's a mentality there, or is it just show up, let's see what happens, and then that's it. Yeah, facts. I think the mentality is back to good old Spartan days where it's just little old Spartan and we try to get what we can. And oh no, the fans are yelling at us. Let's tuck our tails between our like legs and walk back home. Or or you know, uh, what was the old saying? Um, uh, and water, some shit like that. They would always do this. Like they even memed it. Levantara cabeza. Levantara cabeza. I think we're back to those days. Uh, because I'm with you. I, I, that's the problem, Sam. That, that I think is the main issue is that our mentality is so bad now. It's nothing. To, it's not even what it was last year. Last year, at least we were we were chasing like the title, and we there was still some belief there. There was still some like point to prove. We would still beat Benfica. Even in still... losses last year, I was still like, okay, maybe there was that one Porto game where we lost, and that's because we were just, we just were outplayed. But there were some games, and we were down to ten men, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think we were, and like, but even Santa Clara, we lost. I don't think we played awfully, but now mm-hmm. it's like we go a goal down, or the other team concede, and they just give up. They just do not care. And I think a lot of that is yeah. to do with the defense more than the attack. Yeah. But Pedro Gonzalez, like I said, um, but I I'm seeing Inacio like in like I said in that second goal in Marseille, just completely mm-hmm. give up on playing the offside trap. Matus race and um, I don't think it was Quartes. It was Marsa, I believe played it to perfection and Inacio is just walking back. And I think, yeah, the, the, um, the mentality needs to change. And I think that is probably on Ruben Amarim 
because I, I don't know if you, if you heard what I said, but um, the, the record articles we keep seeing is Amrim's gone to the team after the game. He's not been happy with the late goals conceded. I think I've seen that about three or four times. Uh, yeah, exactly. How many more times is he going to say that and the players are going to be like, this is your fault now. It can't just all be us. It's got to be your something that yeah. you need to change with, with tactics and stuff. But yeah, I think... Uh, if I was Ruben Amrimi, if I lost again in the league and I crashed out of your Champions League, especially being first in the group with with six, we didn't concede a goal against Spurs or Frankfurt. To concede now six, I know circumstances with red cards and stuff, six to Marseille in two games is is just crazy. But I don't know if any of you any of you guys have anything else to say about that. Nah, bro. Just to the Tiranasi point, I, there's no defending him anymore. If if there's another, if there's a center back going to Portugal this year for the World Cup, it's that Benfica kid, even though he gave up the penalty. You know, um, it's it's definitely not Inasu. Inasu's been like a shell of himself lately. Um, I'm with you. I think Marsa should take it. I, I my oh, this is what I was the only the only and I'll play devil's advocate. The only thing I have that I kind of understand why he had to play Ishgayu, for example, and why he played Inasu. Why he played Inasu ahead of Marsa, I think, is just the experience itself. Maybe you roll the dice, but he's not in the position as he was when he first came over that we're fourth and he's trying to get there. Fair. I, th- I still think you should risk that. Why he yeah. played Ishgayu is that, as he said after the conference and the press conference, whether it's true or false, we'll see. But I, I do believe it since he's coming back from, in- from an injury. Poru couldn't play the full 90 minutes. He can only play a certain amount. Now, maybe you start Poru instead of of not, but then you risk him getting injured even more. Maybe they only gave him half an hour to play, and that's what he played because he was always expected to come on. That's my only defense on why he played Ishgayu this game because I've seen him. He was getting already a lot of hate before the game. But with that being said, it just brings back to the beginning of the season. Why are we starting? Why are, why are we getting rid of Vishtivj, or why don't we have a backup plan to Ishgayu? And then, I mean, we can even go further back as to why we... Especially because Paul is so injury-prone. It's, it's different if, like, we had a right-back who was always, exactly. always playing and never injured. Like, Nuno Santos, for example, is a left-back that's... He, I don't think he's ever been injured ever been whilst injured. been a sporting shirt, yeah. as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Apart from, Not like, more than a game or two, at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, like, that's sort of fair because he never misses a game. And even Matheus Reis doesn't really get injured that much as well. And here's the other issue, though. Even on the left side, I love Nuno Santos. I think he's having a great season so far. But we're playing a left winger at left back at this point. Matilde Leic is not a center back. And I don't think he was ever intended to be the center back. And albeit I don't think he's playing that bad, I don't think he's playing to the level that we saw last year, for example. Right? So, again, I I think our crisis that we're going through right now is all down to – the, the 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 start of the season, the way we planned the season, I thought it was poor. From preseason to transfers to everything, I thought it was poor, and that's what we're seeing now. And I can't wait for the World Cup. Personally, I think there's like still another four or five games until then, but I can't wait for the World Cup. At least the players will get the fucking break. Most of us, because I don't see any of them going to the World Cup aside from Kwatch and maybe Ugart. Correct me if I'm wrong. Japan maybe Morita. Maybe Morita. Japan. Yeah, they are, they are. They're in Spain's group. And. Morita will play, even if Kawata and Ugarik go. I don't think they'll start. They play exactly. No, so exactly. they might get some bench minutes or something like that. If anything, I'd almost say Ugarik Ugar- Ugar- is also. more likely to play. Fatou is yeah, he's, get minutes. He probably play. Well. Yeah, but you know, Fatou needs, needs minutes, minutes, so it's not like he's hurting us. Yeah. he needs minutes. Like, go ahead. So Terrace um, will go, 
Uh, no, actually, no, Greece isn't going. So, yeah, not even him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really so, it. To be honest. That's pretty much There's, it. No one's going for Portugal. <laughs> no. Finkel ain't, ain't going. I'm the Pot biggest Pot defender here. And I like, I like Pot. I think Pot, at the best of his days, Moro can be our best player. But he's not going. the way he, Especially the way he's playing now. There's no way he's going. And I'm, I'm with lo- you. At the point, last two seasons, like, okay, a season and a half, I would say. Because up to December last year, Fantastic, best player on the pitch, he, bro. He started off the season well, even when he wasn't scoring this year. I think he's he did he did well. I think he's on a slump of two or three games, in my personal opinion, of playing horrible. But I think also Pot, because he scored so many goals that first season, we're holding him to a standard of him scoring goals that we shouldn't. I think Pot has done more than just score goals, although he has fucked off a lot of clear cut chances. If I'm not mistaken, was it this Marseille game or the first one? It might have been the first one I'm thinking of. Where he was through, it was the first yeah, the one. He was through on goal, could be 2 nothing, and he fucked it off. I'm with you. He shouldn't fuck those off, but we don't, and, and Sam, not you, I'm saying the Spartan Easters in, in general, myself included, we don't even hold that same standard to Paulinho, who's our out and out striker. We we coddle him when he misses his open chances. But we'll kill Pot when he misses. That's him. that's what I'm saying though. You, you could say, okay, I I will admit I call Paulinho a lot because I love him. No, but myself included though. Myself there included. are people that will just shit on Paulinho for no absolute reason. I remember seeing a tweet Agreed. after the Spurs game saying, "Oh, Paulinho didn't even mean the header." It's like, bro, celebrate, please. <laughs> he scored it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like if if Paulinho was one on one with with um the Marseille keeper and did that. I just know the the circumstances and the criticism would be different. And obviously, I know that you can make the cases for both sides. I completely agree. But I just think Pedro Gonzalez, like you say, he'd be in a slump of two or three games. But I remember, I remember me, you, and Chris saying that last year in January, and it just continued 100%. going. Hundred percent. Last year, though, he's ba- he was battling an injury, and I I, I felt that at least. He's battling an injury. This year, he's on a little bit of a slump recently, 100%. I thought he started the season off fire. If I'm being honest, if there's a scapegoat in that front three, I mean, one, it's our Edwards should definitely be starting every single fucking game. It's Trincao, because Trincao comes in spurts. Trincao will play amazing for 30 minutes, let's say, and then he'll ghost the rest. Or he'll have an amazing game, and then the next one follow it with nothing. And fair enough, the kid is young. I, I like Trincao. I want him to get more minutes. And I'm with you guys. I do think there needs to be more rotation between those three. Pot needs to sit his ass on the bench at times, or Trincao needs to sit his ass. Trincao starts almost every single game, guys. I don't know if we've all yeah. noticed that. Mar- where Marcus Edwards is struggling, or he's the first one off at any point necessary. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I- I'm with you. More rotation. I just I and and Pot shouldn't go to Portugal. I just don't think Pot has been as bad as people make him out to be, in my opinion, at least. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I just want to go back to this point and I promise we'll move on because we've still got another game to, to cover. Um, oh, shit, this was, <laughs> sorry, this comes in from, from James Rice. And I, I'll admit, I'm probably being reactionary, but the way I look at the season right now, a loss to Charles was unacceptable. And Vista, Porto, okay, fine. It's Porto. We were, I mean, we were 2 0 down anyway before the red card, but the Porto. Dra- the drama team. behind it, behind it, like the game two, was like, it just yeah. fucked us off right away. With, with Mateus Nunes, yeah, of course. But like, Chavs unacceptable at home as well. Bovista was that away or at home? Away. I didn't watch that game away. to be honest. Yeah, away. But like, and then these two back to back losses to Marseille. That like, if if this was Benfica report and this happened, look, Porto lost one game, and I'm not saying this is what I want from him. And of course, I got stoned by the by the fans, and 
he was being called <laughs> every name under the sun. <laughs> like, if this was any other club, I feel like Amarim would be so close to the sack than he is now. And what I will say is, I've said this so many times, football is a results-driven sport and a form-driven right. sport. You cannot go back two years ago and say, Agreed. but he won us the title. Claudio Ranieri is a good a good uh, um, version of this with Leicester. Yeah. He gonna say, he's going to be the new Claudio Ranieri, bro. He's like on his way well there. <laughs> he's true. well on his way there. You get a longer leash than you would normally if you didn't win the title. But yeah. it's not permanently has doesn't have permanent life it eventually runs out yeah you can you can say like thomas tuchel as well won the champions league with chelsea and a year probably a year and a bit later he was gone like these are clubs with i would say ambition um but like there has to be a point where you have to say okay we let's say if we lose one more game in the league two more games in the league we finish fourth you can't be like oh yeah but he won us the league Man, we're fourth. No. We're, we're, we're yeah, fifth yeah, yeah. or sixth at the moment. I can't remember where we are. But I know it's not where we should be at a team this level. Uh, um, we're sixth. Is, we're sixth, exactly. But to be fair, Caspier have been great this season. No knock to them at all. We're tied but, with Boavista, but they have a head-to-head on us. So we're sixth. Yeah. So it's just like there has to be a point where you have to say this is a result sport. If the results aren't coming, what else can you do? You I think the big the big thing will be the next league game against Casapia because then we'll hopefully we beat them. Let me not go jump ahead of myself. Hopefully we beat them. We leapfrog them. Things calm down a bit. We'll see. We'll see. Because yeah. I I mean going to London is going to be tough. So we'll, we'll see. Like I I'm said, worried about Verzing. Yeah. I'm worried about Verzing. I'm probably being reactionary, and I I, I get that. I'm a very nah, reactionary sucks, person. To be still... Yeah, but so do we, bro. What was that team we lost to in yeah. 2018? Who we were like in the third division? Um, Lush. Yeah, there we go. Yes, I don't want to repeat yes. that. If that if that happens, then there is gonna be shit to go down. Um, but yeah. And facts. And last thing, I just want to say with with James, this is the same thing. I agree with you. Everybody wanted Arteta out, and now look at Arsenal. And no offense, Sam, I said you're you're giving me truth vibes, right? But that's that's my only thing that I'm coming at. I'm not even mentioning when I'm when I defend the Mourinho. I'm not even going to mention the title. I'm going to mention the style of play. I'm mentioning the way we play, the dominance for the most part. I think I think mentality has let us down. How Can much I just counter with that point? Just what I promise, I'll be quick. Of course, of course, and we're done, and then we're done. They wanted Arteta out. Yeah, okay, I agree. But how many people wanted Wenger to stay after he kept f- fucking up season after season, and they had season You're after I'm season? High? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm tied. <laughs> you need to, to wear the hat and all the gear. But no, there's just that he was there for what 17, eight, probably even longer. And they were for like 10 season onwards, they were just stuck in, in mediocrity, getting fourth, getting fifth, sixth. And it's like, okay, the Arteta point is fair enough, but you can go back for, for Wenger, who who would last won the league in 2004. Is that what you want to have someone? Okay, we won the league in, in 2021, and we're in 2031, yeah. and we've we've still not improved. And to be fair, they did look better under Emery than they did when they were with Wanger, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. But they also changed a lot of the back room. So. Yeah, Anyways. exactly. But yeah, anyway, let's get on to this last game, um, which probably I'm not, probably won't take us long. But it was a, a 2-1 win over Santa Clara. Uh, Morita with the goal and Nuno Santos with another. Team has followed. Dan with a great performance after... after uh, the, the game against Marseille. St. Just, uh, Coates, Matias Reis, Nuno Santos, Ricardo's guy, Ugarte, Morita, Pedro Gonzalez. Marseille was Paulinho. 
Um, Danny, I'll give this one to you first. What were your overall thoughts on the performance? Brother, I can't even remember most of the game. I do remember Morita's goal. Uh, I remember Morita actually playing really well. I was impressed with Morita. Uh, getting vengeance, I guess you can call it, against his old club. Um, like I said, bro, I can't even remember. I know they scored like towards the last minutes. Or no, now I remember me. Second half was horrible from us, now that I remember. Second half, we just let Santa Clara have the ball a lot. Uh, we let them really get into our box a lot. Um, was not impressed. Adan, after the fuck up against Marseille, was huge for us in this game because if it wasn't for Adan, uh, we might have even we might have drawn if not lost. Let's be real. That there was a huge save towards the end in like the eighty something minute. Um, and and it goes all back to the point that you were saying earlier, and I won't press on it too much. But it's the mentality. It's it's back to like the little old spark thing because I seen it here against Santa Clara. Even though we pulled out a result, I seen it especially against the two nothing against Shabsh. Once we went two nothing down, we just threw in the towel. I especially seen it against Boavista because we we suffered there. They scored a penalty in the 80th minute, and then afterwards we couldn't do fuck all. Artur, some of it to blame, but we couldn't do fuck all. And 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 this is the that's I think this is the main issue with this team this season is the mentality is just not the same as it was the last two years and uh um but uh but yeah that's that's all i can remember from this game that's all i gotta say yeah fair enough chris what about you man um just didn't put the chances away that we had in the first half uh santa clara was so bad in that first half they really they didn't even reach the goal to be honest they were so underwhelming they literally had zero shots xg 0.0 just they literally did not reach the goal the entire time we were on top but only managed to score one goal out of it and then the second half was just very very sketchy uh i thought for sure that we were going to concede and drop points here uh don made a couple nice saves um uh you know nothing particularly crazy, but definitely some nice saves, saves that he should be making, but saves that you maybe wouldn't fully expect him to make these days due to his confidence and crucial ones, at least. Other, to make otherwise, those. yeah. He had to make the saves. They were going in. Two of them at yeah. least were going in. Um, so Adan stepped up, did his job, and we eventually scored the second goal, got the result done, and you know, obviously they have to concede an idiotic goal after the 90th minute again. Um, despite, you know, as Sam mentioned, Emily is talking to, obviously they need another talking to for sure, um, about conceding after the 90th, but yeah, uh, on another day, this is easily a one, one. Um, and I think we're quite fortunate it's not, but, uh, at least we got the, at least we, we came out of here with three points. Our way to source is typically not easy. It obviously literally wasn't in the forecast for rain, obviously starts raining. Uh, which is, you know, it's just always an adventure going to the islands. So, yeah, we got three points. We got it out of the way. Um, not pretty, but uh, I guess job done. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to piggyback too much of what you guys said, but uh, Dan obviously making up for a, a poor performance. Um, and he he was arguably, well, he was definitely my man in the match. Morita just keeps improving again. With the, with the substitution of Marseille, I did understand why he was pulled off, but then he was pulled off, and then I was like, oh, he's keeping Edwards in. Ten minutes later, Edwards is off. So I'm just like, okay, I guess I guess that doesn't really make sense, but okay. I, th- I think Morita's been signing of the season. 
Um, and he's been been a player that I think is just game on game improved and improved. Um, good to see Paulinho back in the lineup, although obviously not scoring. Still with a decent performance, I think. Um, not not setting the world on fire, but you know, it's, it's sort of it's definitely a, a good Paulinho performance, I would say, um, for him. Um, Saint Just again, uh, we all like, I thought he was incredible actually. Like he was making runs at the pitch, um, taking on players. First half was so good, yeah, yeah. And then he came off, and I was like, okay, we're we're saving it for conditioning, that's fine. And then obviously the day before the Marseille game gets injured, I don't know if he was injured in this game or not, but um, it didn't seem to be that way. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't understand, man. Why, why is he so injury prone? Just, just, just why is he cursed like this? And it seems to be it was a sprained ankle at the start. Now it's a hamstring. Before that it was a shoulder. Ne- what next is going to be his neck or his spine or something? Like he just keeps getting injured in so many different like places in his body that he must he must have done some like done some deal with the devil or some shit. But but yeah. Um, the way I the way I see um, good performance um, apart from the last goal, uh, Dan got uh, as far as I'm aware. I think he got chipped again, which I mean that's all you have to do when you when you play against Dan. Bro, I'm gonna uh, start putting money on that shit, man. I mean, the odds will be terrible because it'll be like definitely going to happen. You can like <laughs> a pound a pound and a penny. If anybody if anybody's paying attention, yeah, it would be a horrible fucking horrible odds. But yeah, um, not much else to say. Um, I hope we continue the the form in the league, um, but I mean, with with mentality, like I said at the moment, I don't feel too hopeful in that. Um, just before we move on and and wrap up, I'll just give you. Uh, we mentioned the league earlier, but we we're sat in sixth as well. Vista have a better goal difference than us, but we're tied on points. Casapia sits in fourth with seventeen. Braga in third with nineteen. Porto in second with twenty two. Benfica storming ahead on twenty five. Um, nine games played. Next game is against Casapia, which will be in two weeks' time because of the game against Vazim on Sunday. Um, just quickly before we go, boys, just give me your predictions on Vazim and, and Casapia. Danny, I'll start off with you. For the thing, we're going to respond with a with – I think we're going to respond well after this. I think it's going to be somewhat rotated, not completely rotated, but a, a solid – I hope we keep a clean sheet still. 3 nothing win. I'm going to say 3 nothing. If not 3 nothing, 3-1. Casapia, if I'm not mistaken, that same weekend, it's Porto Benfica, just prior yep. to us playing Casapia. So, I mean, one of those two are dropping points. And we're already as far as it is. Uh, I'll take any little distance towards them uh, to either one or to both as a positive. So I'll go in there positive, 2 nothing Sporting. You get one over Ruben uh, old club. Okay, fair enough. Chris, what about you, man? You mute, you mute, yeah, mute. I think Varzine is going to be a win, but not... It never is 3 nothing. It never is, even against these lower league teams. It's never sure. more than two. So I'm going to go one nothing, but one nothing. It's going to be one nothing for a while, and then uh, we'll win 2 nothing, but not without making it. Just a little interesting first. Um, so I'm gonna go two nothing there, and then Casapia. I'm gonna go two one win there. Hard fought battle, but the better team eventually converts more chances and leapfrogs them in the table into fourth. Yeah, 
Fair enough. Uh, I agree. I pretty much agree with what you were saying, Chris. That, uh, especially if he rotates the teaming as far as him, it's definitely going to be a, a tougher game. But yeah, I think it'll be like a, a one-two-two result, depending on who's in the defence. I could see us conceding as well. Um, but also, I think uh, Casapia is going to be a very difficult game. I think people just hear the name Casapia and like, okay, like we should be winning that. But they've been fantastic this season. If you haven't had a chance to watch their games. Not, they don't just sit back and like a newly promoted team would. They they play great football. They've got some nice little players in there as well. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely going to be a tough game. And I think that one will be a one one nil or two one scenario, just like the Santa Clara game. But yeah, I think I think we're in for a for a, a, a struggling next next few weeks. Like you said, Danny, for me as well. I just can't wait till the World Cup starts and we have that that break. Even though we have to watch Portugal, unfortunately. But but yeah, uh, at least it will give us a break from from sporting. Um, any of you guys got anything extra to add before we wrap up? No, I hope I'm winning stays for at least another year, bro. That's all I gotta say. Okay. Fair enough. So thank you all for joining us on this episode of the podcast. If you want to follow the guys on Twitter, make sure to follow Chris on Twitter here. Uh, also follow Danny here, and you can follow myself here as well uh, and make sure to follow us on twitter sporting160 underscore en for the most up-to-date news transfer rumors you also get to see uh, tweets of our tiktoks make sure to follow that as well tiktok sporting160 underscore en uh, facebook as well make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel we're still about 300 away from a thousand subscribers it'd be a great milestone if we can hit that as like unlikely as it is by the end of the year but you know strange things happened i suppose um but thank you all for joining us uh and peace Yeah.